This is Ego Traves, the host of the Flow Roll Podcast, and today I'm bringing you a shorty. This shorty is from episode 167.1, where we review the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. So for those of you who do not know what a shorty is, a shorty is basically a micro-podcast. It's a snippet that comes out of the bigger episodes. Usually I'll do that just to keep the episode on track, because sometimes we veer off topic a little bit. So... I took this snippet, talk about being a sensei, becoming a sensei, the path of a practitioner in the martial arts, as it refers to Michelangelo. So without further ado, on with the episode. There was a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of jumping around in the the timeline. So one thing that was, that does happen in the story is it becomes evident that Casey Marie Jones really wants to fight. Michelangelo doesn't want to let her fight. She insists on fighting. And inside Mikey's head, along with the ghosts, he comes to realize he's not going to be able to stop her. Just like he, they weren't able to stop him when he wanted to fight or any one of the other guys. So right. what ended up happening was he decides to train her so that she can survive, right? And then mm-hmm. I'll be your sensei. That part right there, man, that was one of the parts where I was like, oh, you know, the <laughs> student becomes the master, right? Right. And it's funny because throughout the book, there's a lot of reference to like actual martial arts. You're a white belt, you're this and that, you do this wrong, you do that wrong. I, I will say that the martial arts in this book is kind of bad. <laughs> it's not really based in any reality at all. Right, right. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because I mean he throws her and it's like that doesn't work. I don't know how you throw her like that does that doesn't look like anything. That's not a mm-hmm. uchimata or, or anything. I don't know what what you just did, but whatever you know like fuck it you know like he threw her like okay it's cartoons or it's comics right. But right. like I think one of the things about that particular scene that really blew me away is that he becomes a sensei. He's essentially he really is a master of of martial arts. So he is at a point where he can teach, right? He never had a student, and now he has a student. There was a, a really nice scene too that I was—I don't know if you were going to lead up to, but yeah, when she when she was like telling them when Mikey like when they had the little fight, and then at the end she goes up to him and tells him, "So you're going to be like my teacher?" And then he corrects her and says, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a sensei," and then she hugs him at the end. Yeah, little interaction. That was great. So now he's like Master Splinter. Yeah, right? he's, he's taking in the role of the Master. I love that part so much. And I really wish that they would have given that more time. Like, let him be a sensei for a while. Let him teach yeah. this girl and maybe other people uh, martial arts. Let him be that guy for a while. Let him be Master Splinter for a while. It was too short. It was too fucking short. Uh, I I felt like the character deserved more. Yeah, ah, it's breaking me up, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in this story, I could see where they had bigger things that were going on that they had a that attend to where they couldn't focus on him teaching her more, being more of a master. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Michelangelo be a full out like master and teaching her lessons. And, and one of the reasons I say that is as a martial artist, and I, I've been guilty of this, but I also see it a lot. People can't wait to be a black belt. 
People can't wait to be sensei or to mm-hmm. be professor or to be whatever coach. Like they can't wait. They want to be, they want to be in that position of, of teaching others and imparting knowledge, right? Just something about it that's so seductive, you know, like you want to be that person, the, the head person leading others, right? And many people end up doing that in the wrong way. Like they don't get there and they're not necessarily deserving of the position. I've seen it all, all the time. There's plenty of people who, who become teachers who don't deserve to be teachers, you know, and, and there's plenty of people who push their way into a position or, you know, hoping to do better and not realizing that they are probably not in the position to actually teach, right? Plenty of blue belts, purple belts. I'm a purple belt. I've done it where you're teaching and you probably shouldn't be teaching. Right. And, and maybe you do have something you can teach. Maybe you really do know something really well. Like there is something that you are really good at as a pro belt or even as a blue belt that you, you can teach someone, but you don't know, you don't have all the answers. And even when you're a black belt, you may not have all the answers, but you at least have more. And I feel like, like there's, there's plenty of people I've seen them bad teachers. You know, this is an old Ninja turtle who was probably a master of martial arts in his teens, right? But now he's an old man mm-hmm. with knowledge and world experience. He's definitely deserving of being an instructor. And now he has his chance to have a student. It's something that in a martial arts practitioner, uh, some martial arts practitioners look forward to being, right? To be an instructor. This guy is definitely in the position and they're definitely worthy. So to see him kind of reluctantly take on a student is so awesome, dude. It's just, at least for me, mm-hmm. it really, it really, really got me, man. But I think in this case, in this story, it was more symbolic because he was never going to be, he was never going to be able to be like a full out teacher to this girl. Well, but it was no. more, more in the accepting of that role and accepting her as a student mm-hmm. that she, she's worthy of, you know, being taught by him in the ways of, you know, their clan. Well, I th- and, and you're right in terms of s- symbolic. He's a symbolic yeah. teacher, right? Because that's all she, she, yeah, she really wanted that master to her, like wanting to pursue, you know, being a ninja um, or whatever. Yeah, a martial yeah, artist. Right. Yeah, and, and she finally has somebody. Somebody who, to see, to be like, yes, I accept you as my student. But not only that, but someone someone who is a like of of prestige, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, someone... and she idolized she idolized or heard of stories of them of the four turtles. Yeah, yeah. he's not just some karate instructor in the, mm-hmm. in uh, in a little uh, strip mall. This guy, right. he is the Michelangelo Ninja Turtle, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Plus, it, it's all part of the whole cycle of being a martial artist, right? You you one day you're a white belt, and you hope to be a black belt. Right. This is part of his growth as an as a person and as a martial artist. He's reached uh-huh. a, a new level in his career of as a martial artist. He's now officially a sensei. Right. So that completes his his journey yeah. in that part right. part of his life. So anyway, and then it's interrupted by April O'Neil, who teases him a little bit, and. Mm-hmm. Um, he apologizes, says hopefully he doesn't hope that he doesn't uh, overstep. And she's like, no, this is exactly what she needed. Right. 
But at the same time, he's like regretting teaching her because he knows what he need, you know, the outcome of what's going to happen in the next battle. You know, he he has no intentions of surviving as well. Yeah, he knows his time is up. Right. One thing I did want to throw in there is that he does visit Japan. Like we said, he's in Japan and he, he hears the story of what happened to his brother and father, Donatello and Master Splinter. He finds out that they were to meet the Uroku clan in a, basically in a, in a cemetery. And it quickly turns out that they were fucking, they were ambushed. It was a trap. Uh, Hirato eventually shows up and tries to kill Master Splinter. Master Splinter manages to throw a sword and stab Hirato in the chest. And they were there to talk peace. Right. That's the whole reason they, uh, they got him to go over there was the yeah. truce and that was, they wanted. It was all a setup and they ended up killing both Master Splinter and Donatello. And then after hearing about what happened to his brother and father and realizing that he's the last of his family, you know, he, he started wandering Japan and he just kept walking in the mountains for, I think what he yeah. said, I want to say that he said at some point it was like 15 years until he eventually decided he wanted to come back. So I don't even know how old he was when this happened, you know, but he, I want to say maybe he's in his forties, you know, I have no idea. Maybe forties, right. maybe sixties. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. how old this guy is. You know, but I mean, he's a turtle and turtles in real life, like real life turtles, they can live a long time, right? Depending on this. Mm-hmm. Well, they said it was a sea turtle that was over a hundred. They found a sea turtle that was over a hundred years old. So depending. So not only are they, are they slow in walking, yeah. they're slow in aging. It might well. be because they walk slow. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Maybe I should walk slow. I'd stay young forever. <laughs> So then, um, let's see. So I've already talked about the attack on. Well, we got, we, we come back to where he's already, he's finished telling the story to April about what happened in Japan and tells him and tells them, tells her what happened to master splinter and Donatello. But from there you see Michelangelo actually confront April. Oh yeah. Because he's actually accusing her of um mutating his not mutating but in somehow she infected her daughter with mutation right because when, actually... when they when they were sparring or fighting he he, he sensed like there, there's something yeah. extra about her and she was she's really strong exactly she's really strong and she's mm-hmm. yeah, she's really strong fast agile yeah and, and she, she even has a heal real fast so like yeah he he mm-hmm. was like okay when are you gonna she was he was basically confronting her and telling her when are you where were you gonna tell me that she was a mutant and she's like I didn't know she was a mutant until she was born it wasn't done on purpose and all we can gather is is that our exposure Casey Jones and and myself April O'Neill we found out that we were contaminated by hanging out with you guys. And then our mutation grew even more when we passed it on to the to the little girl. So that's what ended up happening is somehow, you know, April O'Neil hanging out with the turtles uh, contaminated her own DNA. And she was able to pass it on to Casey mm-hmm. J- Murray Jones, 
who's now some kind of superpowered mutant. She's, and which is part of kind of like what the deal is with Michelangelo. Michelangelo, his mutation hasn't stopped. He's continued to grow in size and strength and is right. also able to heal, but also like take giant falls off of buildings. So it's kind of funny because I feel like this is a bit of a retcon. I don't know if that was ever true with the turtles, but I feel like they want to make this true because of the Michael Bay movies. Because the Michael Bay movies... They touched on that? The Michael Bay movies really overpowered the Turtles. Ah, uh, right. yeah, yeah. The Michael right. Bay right. movies... Right. The Michael Bay the movies... The design of them, too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they made them really big. They're supposed to be teenagers, but they're like freaking seven foot tall, you know, Turtles. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't supposed to be that big. They weren't that big in the comics originally. And so, no. like, all that stuff that I hated about Michael Bay... The blown up size, the overpowering strength, all that stuff kind of got retconned and got put in this comic book. And I can't help but kind of like it a little bit. The well, way I sort of didn't yeah. think about that because, you know, he's older. Yeah. For all we know, the mutation has mutated because of his age, not because of anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It just could be the natural, pro- the natural progression of that mutation, right? Like it just continues to grow, um, evolving, evolving as he ages. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Evolve as he gets older. Uh, I mean, it it turned him from little baby turtles to, you know, walking humanoid turtles. Right. Why wouldn't that continue? Why would it it just stop while, when they became teenagers? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Right. I do. (laughs) I do have to say that I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I hated it when, Michael Bay did it in his movies, made them giant turtles, but I can't help but like it in the comic book. Somehow in the comic book, it's more accepting than it is with Michael Bay and his movies. Cause I really, but it's like you said, cause this turtle, this Michelangelo, it's like a old man Logan type of story. Yeah. And it works within the context of, of this version of Michelangelo. Yeah. Like in the Michael Bay, they're like teenagers. They don't show weakness. They should be weak because they're they're not fully developed. They're yeah. still teenagers, you know? They're still acting mm-hmm. up and being Yeah, they're they're superpower because like the thing that I liked originally in the original movies is their superpower is not so much that they're turtles or that they're mutants. Their superpower is comes from their ninjutsu, their martial arts. Right. Like they're just they just happen to be freaks you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. their superpower has always been their martial arts and their tendencies for some of the other things that they have like donatello's brilliance in technology and leonardo's discipline and bushido like tendencies Raphael's strength and kind of outlandish and impulsivity and michelangelo's wacky creativity right like they all have their strengths they all have those things and did that lend to their fighting styles? Sure. But fighting was their superpower, not the mutation. I, I didn't like it when they blew up their mutation in the Michael Bay movies. But like you said, I accept it here for the fact that he's an older man and the mutation thing is kind of accepted because of his age. But yeah, dude, it's interesting. In the comic books, they actually did that. They actually focused on their unique uh, abilities. Like the way when you said Leonardo was with his Bushido, mm-hmm. he actually went full on Bush, uh, samurai. 
in the comic books. And Michelangelo became a wrestler. <laughs> Raphael, Raphael was the only one who went full blown ninja. Mm. Like uh, like cold blooded and everything. Tell well, he just stuck with his tech, you know. But he was also uh, a religious. Uh, he actually was the only one who became a monk because he hated the violence. But he was a monk who focused on tech. Mm. In this comic book, you see the last fight that he had with Master Splinter. He is, he's full blown monk, in that suit. So I sort of did like that how they did that as I, well. I want to say that there was versions of the toys that did exactly that. That dressed them up in those they costumes. Were. They were. Because I they do remember like there that. was like a Leonardo Samurai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the third movie was was uh, set in ancient Japan. Mm. So they made toys out of, the, out of those. But yeah, they were dressed in samurai gear in that third movie. I didn't I didn't touch that third movie. <laughs> it is it's pretty bad. But yeah. Oh. It gave us samurai turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't man. They just went too far into the kitchen. They were they were known as the the kappa. The, kappa? Uh, the Japanese uh, yeah, the kappa the uh, Japanese de- uh, turtle demons. Oh. Yeah. I don't know man. They 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 started off really strong with that first one and they just went straight into like the kid movie zone. They should have kept it. The music you're listening to is titled Goji Berries by Low 5. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound provides a license for you to use their music for a low monthly fee. It's a great service. They have a wide variety of different music. Make sure you check them out. And if you do, check out my referral link in the description. I have one more sponsor for you. It's Titan Fitness. Titan Fitness has awesome products for the best price. If you're looking to build your own home gym, make sure you check them out. And when you do... Use my referral link in the description. There you have it. There's our micro podcast, our shorty. Make sure you check out our website, theflowworldpodcast.com, and check out the description for our referral links. So next week, the schedule will be a little different. I'm not going to release an episode right on Monday. There's a couple things popping next week, so the episodes next week will be a little late, but I might have a couple. So look out for those. I should have something by Wednesday. So we'll check you out next week. And then after that, we'll go right back to our Monday release schedule. So keep an eye out for that. As always, if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at. Press all the buttons that make the podcast God's happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otra Vez. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.